0: yes okay cool what's
1: up tobert how's it going today
0: good good excellent getting ready It's antelope season's almost here
1: i know go time next week a little over a week a little over a week yeah nice elk season's right after that yeah it's gonna start hammering got my buddy here josie young he started bow hunting here five six years ago something like that but
2: yeah, when I finally quit rodeo and I could, uh, yeah. have the time to go. Uh, yeah, go thanks bow for hunting. coming,
1: Josie. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll real quick background of of Josie and I. How we met. We met on an airplane. I was coming back when I was working in Alaska. Sat next to each other and can't remember if we were flying to or back, whatever. But anyway, just kind of hit it off and spent spent a little time together hunting yeah. some rock chucks and yeah. Got to meet his family and his dad and mom and great family. Beautiful place he had out there. Lots of rock chucks.
2: Lots of rock chucks.
1: <laughs> you don't get as much time to shoot like you there, are, huh?
2: There's, a, there's enough rock chucks I thought about opening up a uh, a little hunting camp, rock chuck hunting really? camp. Really? Oh, uh, that would be <laughs> fun. Got, got rid of them. Well. It, guided rock chuck, too. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've actually a couple of times tried to do a derby and just... Schedule just never worked I, out.
2: They, they don't allow me at the derbies anymore because I, I bring them in too many pieces.
1: <laughs> ah, you blow them up.
2: <laughs> I brought one in a bucket one time.
1: Here's a foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh well. Right. It's fun. It's fun shooting them. So tell us, you know, I know your dad was a professional rodeo for 11 years. or Well, I know he's qualified for nationals 11 years, but he's been rodeoing probably. Yeah. Like 30 40 years something like that for retired yeah ro-
2: rodeos deep in my family i uh <clears throat> my dad qualified for the national finals rodeo 11 times as a stock con- or a uh sorry a a contestant but he's also been there i think eight or nine times as a stock contractor and uh-huh. he's also been there once as a picket man he's the only man to ever do that really and mm-hmm. uh so yeah he's pretty accomplished that way and
1: you mickey know, I, young is his Ma- name mickey
2: right? young yeah. yeah and i was i was raised around it i mean there's pictures of me from being an arm baby sitting on a horse, you know. Yeah. And uh, so naturally, that's all I wanted to do is rodeo. Sure. So, and I did.
1: Yeah. And now here I am. I remember when we were talking on uh, in the plane, you were considering retiring. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember the comment you made, it stuck with me, just like you're still in, you're not all broken up. And I'm sure they probably got a few little pains and pains, but yeah. not like some. I, I actually guided with a couple of guys that were pro rodeo guys and in their 20s. I mean, they were they were uh, saddle bronc riders, mm-hmm. and they would uh, they'd be eating the ibuprofen like you know whatever, like breakfast, yeah. just because they were hurting so bad. But I'm glad you're still.
2: Yeah, you know, to... I had I had kind of an injury stricken career. Um... I, I felt like I could have made the, the finals more than I did um, if I could have stayed healthy um, just you know I, I got on a bad streak there for a while you know 08 was when I qualified for the national finals rodeo uh, winning number 5 in the world had a shot to win the world that year very first go round uh, it's, it's, it's 10 performances 10 consecutive nights and uh, very first round I break my pelvis mm-hmm. oh. and uh, I end up I end up riding five more rounds with a broken pelvis which <laughs> was probably some of the the roughest pain i've ever went through it was pretty i mean it's it's right there where you, you you use it to squeeze you use your core muscles off your pelvis i mean it's it's pretty painful not to mention you know just the horse bucking himself
1: yeah it, every time and, it and
2: jolting your pelvis is oh. is not very fun but anyways i i took some time off there and I come back the, the next season and was having a pretty good year. And uh, I, I was at Yuma, Arizona. Shoot, this was, I guess I took a full year off and I come back the next year and Yuma, Arizona in February and actually when the rodeo had a horse try to uh jump the fence with me after the after the whistle blew and i broke my right leg uh tib fib break broke it right in half my foot was laying on the side of my thigh uh, uh, oh. so yeah broke it pretty bad so that ruined that year and so i come back the next year and uh was having a, a pretty good year um actually went to preston idaho we we're at preston night rodeo um the night before i was up at cheyenne we were just going to hit that and then go on to cheyenne and uh i had a horse fall down with me i ended up getting a re-ride i got on my re-ride and when the horse was leaving the bucking chutes, shoots it hooked my toe in the slot of the bucking chutes and trapped my toe and then when he jumped straight up it just wrenched my foot on backwards and broke my my opposite leg
1: that i just healed up from
2: so um that ruined another year and then it's just you know uh the next couple of years i just missed making the finals just kind of started hovering around that you know that that, almost making it almost making it and just you know just but what i like to contribute that you know on a positive note was it made my it made my mindset like a like a fort you know, it just mm-hmm. fortified things where, you know, cause that, that can screw with your brain. Well, yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I mean, I didn't go on and qualify to the NFR anymore after that. I qualified for the Canadian national finals. They only take two Americans a year up there and oh, that's pretty I was cool. able to get qualified up there and, uh, went to that finals. And so, it, you know, it was fun. Rodeoing was awesome. It, it, allowed me to meet people all over the country and and travel and and so i'm glad i did it but i'm glad i'm where i'm at now
1: yeah that's good and you're young enough you still got a lot of years left that you
2: oh yeah do you have a lot of pain then you know i uh was fortunate enough to have the the health industry in my family and uh So, you know, I, I, as soon as I get off the pain pills and, and the pharmaceuticals, I I did and took a more natural route and, uh, shoot, my body feels good. Good. I probably need to work out a little more than I do these days, but I used to work out six days a week still, but now it's kind of back to one or two. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Life gets busy.
2: I better not go hunting right now because I'll I'll probably die. <laughs> I need to start working out a little more. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's coming up. So, in, in your family, you did grow up in the outdoors too. You guys, I know your dad. Uh, when I did meet him, and you know, got to talking to him, he's he's quite the enthusiast when it comes to yeah guns and that type of thing, and mm-hmm. and, and the long range thing. I know he's getting into and. Have yeah. you as well got into the long range shooting much or?
2: you know not as much as him uh i'm i'm so busy anymore you know he's kind of halfway retired so he can kind of enjoy it a little more but um no he got he got to to love in the long range deal probably six seven years ago i would say yeah and he's got some some nice some nice guns and he's got some good guidance from you know it's one thing about my dad is he if he's gonna do something he wants to make sure he's got the best stuff and he wants to make sure he gets the best advice he possibly can which Mm -hmm. is a you know it's a great a great thing to do just like me you know like i leaned on on you and caleb and stuff to
1: to get me set up yeah
2: you know when i start bow hunting so um but yeah he uh he loves to do it and and uh you know he's getting good at it good so that's
1: good yeah yeah you enjoy bow hunting then
2: i do I do enjoy bow hunting. It's it's difficult. It's challenging. <laughs> frustrating. And, like and like I said, the um, you know, the rodeo and fortifying my brain. It's a good thing it happened because right. there's sometimes when you go bow hunting where it can be a little frustrating.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, especially if you're, you know, I know for people who primarily grew up around like um, rifle hunting, where yeah, you don't have to get as close, you know, and then when you start bow hunting that. It's a different...
2: Well, I got spoiled a little bit. Um, the first bow hunt I went on, uh, a buddy of mine, he's Mickey Thomas. He lives up in Chalice. And uh, his his family, they own a ranch. It's the last ranch. I'm, I don't remember the name of the roads and stuff, but if you go to... If you're familiar with Chalice. Yeah. So you know where the rodeo grounds is at Chalice. <laughs> There's that, uh, that uh, forest road that goes up through there. And his family's ranch is the last ranch before you go into, um, Forest you know, Service, Forest Service, National yeah. Forest Service. Yeah. And, uh, he says, Hey, he says, bring your horses up. And he says, you can park your, your trailer right here at the ranch. And I literally drove my living quarters horse trailer up. I, I took six head of horses and my horses had a, a nice pin at the barn i plugged my living quarters horse trailer in so i didn't i wasn't staying in a wall tent and uh i got up you know four o'clock in the morning and put the coffee on and you know had a nice breakfast and then uh we'd take the four-wheeler to the top of the mountain leave the horses at the barn took the four-wheeler to the top of the mountain get off from there and hunt hunt down oh gotcha and uh the very first day, you know, I got into a. Uh, there was a couple spikes come in, and I was like, "Nah, you know, I'm." It's first day, you know, like yeah. I'm not gonna shoot me a spike on the first day. Right. <laughs> so you know, we got to looking around a little bit, and we found uh, we found a a bull with a, a little herd of cows, and he said, "Let's try to get in on on that one." And you know, he wouldn't separate from them cows. We was trying to lure him out, and and he wouldn't separate, and so we end up hiking around this ridge and and uh got in closer to him and uh i was i I was set up where i had some good shooting lanes and we still couldn't lure him over Hmm. and uh finally he's like let's hike let's let's hike across this little opening here and i and I got about 10 steps into this opening and I'm like watching where I'm putting my feet, you know, cause this is something new that I've never done. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm used to shooting stuff out there, you know, three to five, 600 yards. Yeah. And this was
1: your very first bow this, hunt, right? This was my
2: very first bow hunt, you know, and, and the reason I'd never been on a bow hunt before is because my rodeo season yeah. is that's the last month of my rodeo season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I could never get away and, because
1: rodeo, I mean, what, seriously, like once you start, if you're really into it, it's virtually almost every weekend, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so it's,
2: yeah, there's, I mean, I used to go to 100 rodeos a year, Wow, just wow. to give you an idea. And September 30th is when the season ends.
1: Last so, day of elk season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> most so, so that's the reason I'd never bow hunted. Yeah. But anyways, I'm watching where I'm putting my feet in this opening, so I didn't make any loud Don't noises miss. and... Yeah. Anyways, I, I hear my buddy, like, behind me kind of whispering at me. He's like, stop, stop. And I look up, and here comes this bull that we've been trying to get to us. Finally, when I start to go to him, he starts to come to us. <laughs> I was like, so I just, like, take them steps backwards and get on this log. And, and you know, he's cow calling him a little bit, and he comes up. and Was a bull bugling? Bull, bulls bugling, and I mean— uh, that
1: so, right there. Was I was gonna just say, like, had you ever experienced that close not that close with,
2: Yeah, yeah, not that close. I mean, I've heard a lot of bulls bugle in the yeah. in the outdoors, you know, and in you know, there might be up a canyon or yeah. something like that. It's it's one of my favorite things to hear sure. out in the wilderness. But
1: when it's in your face like that, it's
2: yeah. When you're talking thirty yards, he was bugling. I was like, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> but uh he come <clears throat> he come through there, and I didn't have a really a good shot at him. He's kind of coming straight on to me a little bit finally he turns and kind of goes starts to go up this hill and he's coming across and like i had to draw back like my bow was down i'm drawn back like in this position <laughs> and i mean i just i don't know i'd never done it before but i just <laughs> literally like i'm just holding it and just coming real slow and it, it was just the whole experience was just super cool because right? yeah. i'm like man i gotta i gotta be stealthy here you know <laughs> and uh i literally bring it from right here all the way over here, and he's 15 yards broadside, like oh, right geez. here. Not looking at you. Not looking at me. Oh. But he's still walking. And as soon as, and my buddy, he's a, he's hunted for, he's bow hunted. I mean, he's just such a avid hunter. I mean, he's killed just like you guys. I mean, he's killed everything underneath the sun almost. <laughs> and as soon as he sees me get where I need to be, yeah, he just whistled at him, and he stopped. Pow. And I sent it home, and and double long demon nice he whirled and he went by about 30 yards and just
1: laid Fun. over awesome
2: and so I, man i was just like that was freaking awesome that was like <laughs> i remember I when I you mean, sent
1: me the picture that was i was like yeah short of my
2: children's births that was right. <laughs> really? like, I, I said i mean i called everybody i was like man i'm not i'm never rifle hunting ever again <laughs> bow hunting so yeah but so that was a that was a good experience but then you know the next three seasons really kicked my (laughs) way
1: would you hunt with him again
2: yeah i i did hunt with him uh year before last we went again we went over there by sublet okay and uh i actually uh we only we only seen one bull and uh he he seen us first and he kind of got on the run and Mm. And it, it was kind of a tough hunt, but I got some inside tracks on, on another uh, bull that was a nice bull that a buddy uh, took some pictures um, before. Season. Season. He says he's hanging out there in that area. So you got to.
1: That was that year you went that over there, was you that mean? That year, yeah. yeah.
2: And my, my other buddy couldn't go over there, but do you know Mitch Pollock? he's a Mm -hmm. bronc rider but he's he hunts a lot and he had that he had a tag over there in that region too and and uh anyways i says it was it was the last day of hunting season i said man i gotta go up and try it again so he was already up there and i says i'll i'll come meet you the next day i said i there's a big bull in that region but i said i'm not gonna tell you where They think he is until I get up there. (laughs) You're learning. You're learning. All right. I says if if you happen to stumble across him first and I'm there, great. But (laughs) I said I want to have a shot at at least two. Well. I had planned to meet him early the next morning, and he sent me a picture uh, right at dark. And I had just loaded all my stuff. I was ready to roll the next morning, and he had got that freaking
1: bird. Oh, I was going to say, I hope the <laughs> story it. didn't uh, go yeah. But
2: you want to know the funny part of this is? I'm gonna, I, I said, tell me the story, how'd it go down? He says, well, he says, we are hunting all day. He says, I seen a bunch of cows, no bulls, anywhere to be found. He says, me and my brother were split up. He says he was on a couple ridges over. I was here. He says it was getting dark. He says, I'm over it. Screw it. I'm going back to the truck. So he starts hiking back to the truck. He gets 50 yards from the truck, and here's some, you know, I mean, you know what kind of country that is. It's yeah. not real thick country. Yeah. And he says, uh, I heard something. He says, so I look up, and i just seen some antlers. And so he says, I got a arrow out. And he says, the sucker trotted 50 yard or 30 yards from me. And he says, I just whistled at him and shot him. Really? I said, shut up. You're uh- screwing with me. He says, I'm not kidding. He says, he literally trotted by the truck.
1: Wow. Uh- <laughs> oh, my
2: goodness. <laughs> I said, are you freaking serious? He says, yeah. He says, I literally, he says, he says, I... I quartered him out, and he says I was ten steps from the truck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my <goodness. laughs> how
0: come I never get that lucky? Yeah, really?
2: <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, anyways, That's, isn't it?
1: yeah, it's about as good as
2: driving to it. Yeah, so <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, that was that was a pretty funny story. I thought. So. You
1: know what's funny is like I mean I've seen it happen with turkeys, I've seen it happen with elk, and I've seen it happen with antelope and herd. Actually, I guess uh, more so with antelope, but mm-hmm. just happened. They don't really pay that much attention to vehicles. Yeah. You know, they just don't. I've seen turkeys strutting 10 yards from my vehicle when I'm walking back. Um, I know guys who have parked on an antelope, like a water hole, to deter them from going there. Mm -hmm. And they're on another water hole, and they look over, and they're drinking at the one by their vehicle. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, that's happening this year.
0: Yeah, in fact, I, I... did that one time out where we went up I parked on one hole cause I was yeah. out there by myself and I didn't, I wanted to try and keep him to come to the hole I wanted to hunt. And I stayed the night on that hole. Well, I'm standing next to my truck. I'd set my blind up, left my bow and my blind and everything. And here comes a buck, he walks like, 30 yards of me and drinks and I don't even, if I had my bow with them I'd have shot him right standing right next to my truck but yeah. I it in my blind I was like you got to be kidding me this, is, this isn't going to work very well that was the biggest thing
2: about that hunt that, that I was on over there is it was tough to find water oh and we finally found this little spring hmm. I'd done some research on it and, and found this little spring and it was hard to find like it was just not very noticeable mm-hmm. and uh, is it clobbered oh yeah yeah but there's a lot of there's a lot of moose there too oh. um and we found it right before dark and i told that buddy of mine mickey that was with me i says let's just stay the night right here i had the can am mm-hmm. i just parked it right there and i said let's just stay right here well i don't know why i, I kind of got up underneath a tree and we and set my bedroll down and i was like oh, i'm just gonna and it wasn't it was i don't know maybe 10 feet from my can am mm-hmm well, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go set out here in the open. I don't know why he did it, but <laughs> in the middle of the night, I hear this moose coming down the trail. Oh no. <laughs> and he's just grunting as he's coming down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> well, this sucker, he come right by me. I mean, he had just seen my Can-Am. That's why I had the Can-Am there. Cause I was thinking, okay, if, if, if there's any moose coming in the middle of the night, I want to be able to get under my can if I have to. Uh, there you go. You know, and uh, shoot this sucker come up and sniffed on my buddy's toes. And, really? Oh, I a bull? Yeah, a decent sized bull. <laughs> I'm thinking. I told him the night before.
0: I says, "I, well, you want to be out there in the open with one of them if they come." <laughs> yeah, I had that happen one time too. I was, we had um, flown into the back country and we were hunting elk and. uh, we were sleeping we threw a tent out right by the plane and in the middle of the night we had, i there was a moose on the outside of the tent pushing it up against my face trying to smell me really yeah scared i thought it was a bear they're intimidating uh, yeah they oh all, yeah uh, i mean yeah
1: yeah, yeah. when so you get big. up
2: that close
1: and these aren't even the big ones yeah, they go to right? alaska and they're oh massive yeah. yeah insane yeah that's funny though yeah <laughs> yeah it was eventful uh was it a big bull that he got uh
2: the 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 one that
1: you were gonna go after oh yeah
2: yeah he was he was a good one (laughs) he he was he was a damn sure uh amount really yeah Hmm. yeah no he was he was a good one
1: now didn't you go on a gun hunt last year was it i did. did so
2: I've got a buddy that um is one of my best friends growing up in high school, Dustin Looper. He bought a uh he bought a ranch in South Dakota, um, kinda of by uh, Edgemont, South Dakota. Southwest. Okay. And uh he's been after me and my dad for a few years now to come over there and hunt with him. And uh he gets a depredation tag every year. Oh, okay. And he's got no, oh, I think five hundred and some odd acres there and uh my dad believe it or not had never shot an elk really he shot a ton of deer and you know other animals but because he's was, he was raised in in uh, central or southern utah and uh they just deer hunted all the time mm-hmm. and so um i said well let's go over there i, I said because either i could have shot him or my dad i said you you have the first right you know you've never shot one i think mm-hmm. it'd be cool for you to shoot one
1: yeah
2: but if anything happens i'll play back up yeah you know and uh so we went over there and i like to say that my bow hunt was the easiest hunt i ever went on but this <laughs> this might have been the easiest <laughs> hunt i ever went on and uh we, was it a bull or cow hunt? it it was a bull
1: was it okay. yeah good
2: bull too mm. um i hate to say it but he didn't shoot the biggest one really yeah, later in the day we found one that was that was a, a really – I mean, this is a nice bull, but yeah. the one that he left on the table was a, a really nice bull. Oh. Um,
1: at least he got one.
2: No, yeah, he did. Um, but we we got there. Shoot, it was probably 10 o'clock at night. We drove all day, got there at 10 o'clock at night to his ranch. And, I mean, he's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he's he's 30 miles from the nearest town, and that town's a – just a one horse town, Is you it? know. So we pull in there and we get to bed and wake up at five o'clock in the morning and and uh, he cooked breakfast and had coffee on and we visit for a little bit and right you know it's getting close to daylight and I'm like man don't we need to get going and get set up somewhere or he's like no he's like he's like trust me we'll walk from here I said. Gonna, we're gonna walk from the ranch i brought my can am like mm-hmm. we can go wherever you want to go you know and he said no we'll walk from here we literally left the ranch <clears throat> started walking we didn't walk an eighth of a mile i hear bulls bugling already i was like what right. time of year was it, it was september was it oh mm-hmm. nice
1: so they're bugling still yeah good
2: yeah and uh so we walk in there and We cut off the the trail that we're on and start walking and the the country over there is really cool country
1: Mm -hmm.
2: lots of trees but they're real spread out oh like they're not like you know here like you can get real thick timber um i can't remember what kind of tree it is but it's it's some sort of a a pine tree but it's you know it's, different than
1: the ones we it's got. different yeah. yeah i know which ones you're talking about it would, through there
2: it'd be a bow hunter's dream yeah. over there because there's just shooting lanes everywhere mm-hmm. you know here yeah. when you get in that thick stuff it's it's becomes a, a huge challenge yeah. um anyway so we start walking and i mean it was so cool we, we sat down and and he started ripping off some some bugles and man, these bulls started coming from every direction. Really? I'm telling you, like, some younger bulls are come trotting in there, and they'd bugle, and then they'd trot out of there, and then here'd come another one. I mean, there's wow. bulls everywhere. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, so we set up, and you could just hear this one bull was just deeper. You know, he he had that deeper bugle and, and uh, them, them other bulls young bulls were more high-pitched mm-hmm. and so you could kind of tell and we waited for that other one to come in and i thought my dad he got he got down he was just kind of looking through i thought he was just looking through his scope and all of a sudden boom <laughs> i was like whoa we should just check him out a little bit well right <laughs> but he was just he was ready to down one and he did he, he had your dad
1: experience that before like the bugling that action no, like that
2: no like we'd been up hunting in the past like when i was younger you know deer hunting or something and yeah and yeah you'd hear bulls bugle but i don't think he had heard anything that close yeah you know it's different so yeah. different
1: when they're that yeah. closely like and now. i had my
2: boy with me too so it, it was fun awesome. i had him right next to me and I've got some some video on my phone of, of all this. I videoed all of it. I videoed him shooting and cool. And so it was it was pretty fun to experience that and let my boy experience that. Nice. Um, now it kind cuz my my boy hadn't really showed a lot of interest in like going out and hunting, but after that he was like, "Wow, that that really? was really cool." That's yeah, cool. So so it kind of got him into it. He shoots and stuff at the house, but yeah. I don't, he never really got to experience being out in the field yeah you know so he liked that i took him one time on a hunt and of course the day i take him it's you know it's sleeting and raining Uh, and and he's too cold and we was walking through this tall brush and you know you're just soaked from the waist down which for
1: him's from the chest down yeah right how old is he now
2: well he was he's 10 now he turns 11 but it was he was eight i think at that time seven or eight and the I kind of, kind of ruined him a little right, bit. Yeah,
0: I did that yeah. to my kids too. Yeah, so. I think
1: you like when it comes to kids. But you just never know how it's going to be. Yeah. But, but their first experience can, and I'm it fortunately, fortunately it didn't break them, but, I mean, yeah. there's some kids that go out that one time and they're just like, mm-hmm. I don't want any part of this yeah. forever, you know. And so that first experience can be if try to make it obviously as positive as you can because it Locks him in for lack of better terms, you know. Then it was a positive thing, and Mm -hmm. that's good that he met with your dad. You know, kind of made up for it and good.
2: Yeah, he's he's really kind of turned the uh, another leaf a little bit. He's really coming out of his shell and starting to rodeo quite a bit. Is he having some? He's liking riding these mini bulls. Nice. <laughs> he's winning a lot too. Is so he? He's, he's actually I've doing really well. I've seen some of the
1: stuff you've posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I, I remember when I've been around him, he's pretty shy.
2: Oh yeah. He's he don't say a lot. You know, he reminds me of my grandpa a lot. Really. My grandpa didn't say a whole lot, but when he did say something, you better listen because it yeah. was it meant something. You know. Yeah. And so, um, I him and my dad, my boy and my dad have a really really tight bond. They're like best good. friends. And. It's kind of cool to see because my grandpa's passed away now, and so if you look at pictures of when my grandpa was my boy's age, mm-hmm. they look a lot alike. Oh wow! Yeah, awesome. and they act a lot alike. Awesome. So it's it's fun to see. It was almost like my grandpa just hand delivered him. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. cool. He can get he really can start cool.
1: hunting now. He's ten over yeah. ten. So yep. Good. That's good. Yeah. Did he get his license yet?
2: No, not yet. I gotta I gotta get on that
1: dad D- saying- dad fail. <laughs> <had> it. it's <laughs> well, easy
0: to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um and then now like I know you you uh your dad had started a business uh it's yeah. it's
2: organic or natural. Yeah, so it's a we produce an, el- an herbal health product for okay. horses. So we my dad started mainly in the in the horse Industry, um, like I said, he was a stock contractor for many years. My grandma was a nature path for oh. people for oh. many years, and he learned a lot of that from my grandma. But you know, my my grandpa was uh, he worked for the the BLM, oh. and uh, he was raised around the Navajo Indians in Southern mm. Utah. Uh, he actually in the in you know, the world war two, he was one of the translators for oh. the, you know, they used to use really? Nav- Navajo yeah, language. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so he knew Navajo. Then. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So my
2: grandpa was super knowledgeable about, um, you know, natural remedies and things that grew on the, on the land. I mean, I remember walking with my grandpa when I was younger, irrigating pastures and stuff. And he'd be like, you know what that plant is? And I said, no. And he'd tell me what it was and what it, what it was used for and what it, what it did and stuff. So um, you know, our philosophy is that um we offer variety back into the system. Um it used to be back in the back in the olden days, you know, we could kick our horses out, they'd self-medicate, it's just like deer or elk Mm -hmm. or antelope and anything. You know, that's how they stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh they've got variety to choose from. And uh I've actually seen deer that have been that have that we've shot and killed who had old gunshot wounds mm-hmm. that were stuffed full of herbs
1: really
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
2: yeah so they'll go and pick them and stuff them in those wounds if they can reach them because hmm. wow. they know what they need
0: that's interesting and
2: uh anyways so as time go- went on we've you know we mankind have put the fences up and you know now we they don't have that variety and we throw hay over the fence to them every single day, and give them synthetic. And, you know, it's a
1: lot of people give them synthetic um, um, remedies instead yeah. of natural, right?
2: Yeah, and so it's like uh, it's like if I give you a steak and potato every day to eat, it's like man, that steak and potato is nice. It yeah. sounds good, but at a certain point, your body's going to start rejecting and say, "Hey, I need some vegetables. Sure. I need some greens. I need this and that." It's the variety that does the whole job, right? You know, just like if you was just to eat vegetables all the time, too. Right. Like, there's yeah. there's things that your body's going to lack. Mm-hmm. You ever go to the fridge and crave something, whether it be hot peppers or, you know, maybe it's some sort of vegetable or something sure. or yogurt. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's your body's telling you you need something. So, mm-hmm. that's basically what we do is package the variety. Now, as time went on, and we have a very extensive line, the, the product's called Silver Lining Herbs, but... We have about something for everything that can go on in the horse world, hmm. uh, whether it be, you know, navicular, ring bone, um, open wounds, immune issues, kidney, liver. I mean, we've got it all. Hmm. So as time went on, people started giving it to their their dogs because they seen what it did to their horses. Uh-oh. So then we released the dog line. So we have a full canine line, and then same thing with the 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 people they started taking the canine line off label because they're like man my immune system feels taxed so really we've seen the need at some point to to produce a human product and mm-hmm. which all of our products are all human grade herbs our facility is extremely clean we're fda registered and certified and and so now we again
1: have, when your dad did it he did it right from the start absolutely and, and yeah. uh yeah how many years has it been now
2: 22 years really yeah he started it in 2000 or 99 sorry (laughs)
1: yeah i didn't realize it's that long
2: yeah 22 years and and now he's retired and uh i'm right in the middle of buying the business from them and you know the product has always been outstanding um but i've just taken that knowledge i've learned from my dad and we continue going with it but where i come in i said where am i going to put my stamp on this business what am i going to do to create my own legacy and stuff and what do we need to do to make it get out get out of obscurity mm-hmm. and uh i started following mentors that would help me grow and scale business because mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to stay in this tight niche group i think it's unethical to have this product that we have and not let the masses hear about it and mm-hmm. know about it yeah because it truly changes lives and it saves lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have testimonies every single day of people like, man, you turned my horse around, you saved my dog's life. You know, I'm I have I feel better than I ever have before, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, how do we get this out to everybody? And so I started learning uh I started following a guy by the name of Brandon Dawson. Um are you familiar with Grant Cardone? No. So he has the 10X brand uh grant grant is 10x as in well that's his deal is 10x everything you do 10x your business 10x you know okay. the way you live life and he's just he's branded the 10x brand okay um but he's really big like he's a very successful businessman he's got a five and a half million dollar port or million billion sorry b billion oh. uh but he's big on uh sales and marketing okay, and real so it's estate marketing
1: type of stuff. But okay. Brandon
2: is big on growing and scaling business. He has a huge passion, the same passion I have for the health industry, mm-hmm. he has for helping business owners grow and scale business. Wow. So he had sold his last business at 77 times EBITDA at 155 million was what it was on paper at, but it was actually 185 million. But uh this guy just knows his crap. Mm-hmm. And so two years ago, I just got a, I just got a, uh, a notification a memory from two years ago, I went to his first seminar. So two years ago, I went to his first deal and it was a lot of money to go to it. And I said, I'm just gonna commit and we're gonna, we're gonna go forward and just give this a good shot. Well now, two years later, we have grown and scaled the business you know, more than double. Good, More than double. And we're still growing. We're still expanding. And, uh, and now I'm partnering with Brandon oh, on some things. Awesome. They've asked me to be the president of another vertical that they're doing um, <clears throat> on the uh, farm and ranch industry. Mm-hmm and so it's all just kind of come together and uh it's all from committing to something you know going all in and i think you can relate that to anything you do it's Mm -hmm. like you know i i can relate it to bow hunting massively because Mm -hmm. you're not just going to go stand off the side of a trail and hope something comes to you
1: right
2: i mean you got this is a commitment you got to go all in yeah I mean you got to put the time in get out there before hunting season and do some scouting and yeah. you know you got to go places nobody else really wants to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. Yep. right like, yeah it's a commitment yeah and so that's what i did in business and and i'm super excited for the future you know i mean we're 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 young and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna continue to do this marketing
1: so. is like the key thing, the biggest one. Yeah, of the just like season.
2: this this podcast, you know, yeah. it's like getting your message out. Yeah, you know, and how do we do it more?
1: And speaking of that, you do have a podcast also, right? You do.
2: yeah, it's a it's a podcast called Tack Room Talk, and uh, what we do on Tack Room Talk is, uh, you know, our mission statement at Silver Lining is that we deliver natural health products and education that helps people for, provide optimal care to themselves and their animals. And so the education part is huge for us. We want to make sure that people are, are having the ability to know what we do. And so every other podcast, we do some sort of an educational, like whether it be product or something that might go on inside the horse's body, our body, the dog body, whatever whatever it is. And then and then the other podcasts are all guests, um, whether it be in the, the rodeo industry, business. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's got a little variety of, of everything.
1: That's so. cool that's awesome
2: yeah and it's
1: how long you've been doing the podcast
2: uh we've been doing the podcast about a year and a half now
1: nice you do it with somebody or
2: yeah so the guest stuff i do by myself Mm -hmm. and the educational stuff i have my my sales and marketing manager chance Mm -hmm. shoot nick Mm -hmm. so every once in a while he'll jump in on a guest on a guest depends. depends on who we got so
1: yeah yeah awesome man that's great
2: yeah, it's fun. I I enjoy the podcast, having conversations, getting know people a little better. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah,
1: I know. Like you know, even our podcast here, we I know there's been a few people that are kind of a little bit nervous about being honest. Like, just we're just talking is all yeah. we're doing. And
2: yeah, having a conversation. I remember when I started my podcast, like I just look around, and, like I was I was scoping your guys's mics and gear and stuff like that. Great, you know, like I remember I got a uh, a notification the other day. I guess it's been two years then, because I if I got that notification the other day, then that would have alerted me two years ago. But I looked at my first equipment that I had, yeah. and I was like, "Golly, right? What a
0: rookie!" <laughs> that guy, that guy a rookie.
2: Yeah. So
1: uh,
0: yeah, you start somewhere,
1: though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do but, you film your podcast too? Or? We do.
2: Yeah, a lot of times we do, but sometimes you know, like uh, I I just took the the family to Jackson Hole this last weekend, mm-hmm. and. um I, uh, there's a rodeo that we go to every week up there and let the kids rodeo. Um, so we go, you know, twice a month and, uh, I'll throw, I've got some, uh, some, uh, Bluetooth mics. Uh-huh. I can just stick on somebody. Yeah. So if I see somebody, cause that's the thing is like, yeah. you never know when you're going to run into somebody exactly. or who you'll meet or yeah. anything. I can be like, Hey, you want to do a podcast with me right quick? Yeah. And a lot of time. I mean, there's sometimes I've done like 15-minute podcasts with yeah. somebody. Right. Just ask some real strategic questions. Thanks for coming on. I don't waste their time or yeah. nothing like that because if I catch them, it's not planned. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll try to get those podcasts because it's it's all content that you may never get the opportunity again. True. Exactly. You know? So yeah. um, I keep my setup in, in-house. in uh, I've got a nice little studio there. And and uh, then we have our... our uh, our mobile. mobile stuff that yeah. i can kind of take we're out. actually yeah gonna do
1: we're actually gonna do our podcast coming up here out at the antelope camp around the campfire we're going to do on your
2: well that's the thing i've got i've got probably three setups i guess i guess i got my in-house and then i've got a nice setup that i can take mobile Uh so that we like that kind of a situation Mm -hmm. or the spur of the moment yeah you know here real quick like put this on let's record something you know and i'll just have whoever's around just film it on my phone or something so that we can have that
0: that's a good idea though yeah. the quick ones.
2: I like that idea. Yeah.
1: It's a great idea. Yeah, Cuz you just never know when you're going to
2: This turned from a podcast to a brainstorming session. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never
2: you know never... where it's going to lead, right? Yeah, you never can learn enough either. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we certainly don't know it all.
2: Yeah, you know, but that's the biggest thing is people are afraid to commit. We talk about committing. Like yeah. the first thing First thing you need to do is commit and yeah. then figure it out. Yeah. Because there's so many people that want to talk about it but won't be about it. They right. won't commit. Yeah. You know, exactly. and uh, there's people as a whole, the society is not being taught to commit.
1: Right. Right. Just people like to say no. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, that. yeah, it's easier to just sit back. But,
2: yeah. you know, rewards are greater if you commit and move forward. Right? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. Good. For sure. What do you got? Do you have hunt, some hunts planned up this year? Or? I do not. Do I. You.
2: I've uh, so busy. Right I've now. been so busy. Yeah, like we're right in the middle of this acquisition and uh, or acquisition, and we're you know the partnership with these other guys and like so much crap. And then the selling of my place. Oh, you know, yeah. we might be selling it. I don't. I'm necessarily. It's not going to hurt my feelings if it doesn't sell because I lo- I love my place. But
1: you know, you're just enough off grid. I what I yeah. liked about it is enough off grid. You do have some good amount of acres, but I also get yeah the. Because you gotta, there's stuff to do when you got that many acres and
2: yeah, it just kind of keeps you hobbled, you know. Um, at this point in time, I mean,
1: you got Arizona, you got going on. So yeah, you're I mean, we're gonna somewhat. be headed
2: to Arizona here, shooting another. Probably the end of October, we'll be headed down there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's. But I would like to. I would like to get into. I'm kind of big on, uh, you know, wanting to build a new house and, you know. When you build one, then you're like, crap, I should have done that.
1: (laughs) You had that one built, right? Yeah, the one we're in.
2: But immediately, I mean, you're you're not in it three weeks, and you're like, God, I did not think about that. Why (laughs) did I think about that? You know, so it's – it'd be kind of nice to – I seen a really cool gun room the other day on tiktok or something <laughs> and i was like man i gotta build that it was like a man room like it was a big room had a nice safe door on it yeah, and,
1: concrete and you around. can open it
2: from the inside and uh, big concrete I'm, I'm talking like a 400 500 square foot room wow. all guns on the wall and yeah. had a little bar in the corner oh, and, wow i mean i was like my wife might never see me if I <laughs> unless she wants to come down and visit. Or, or dinner. Yeah,
1: yeah, dinner. Might <laughs> well, have build fun. one
2: of them little chutes where she can just
1: drop it. <laughs> there. there you <laughs> go. Yeah. And a laundry suit to go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully you can get uh, some hunting well, maybe next year. Tell
2: you the truth, I, I probably won't do any bow hunting this year just because of my time restraints. I'll probably go, you know, because my wife always is like, are you going to go get some meat this year? <laughs> did she
1: I, like it, by the way? The, she did. The,
2: she, she really liked She's still trying to warm up to the steaks.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but, like, she loves the, the roasts and the burger, um, the burger and the, I, the spicy sausage and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. She loves that. Um, yeah. Funny story, my mother-in-law. I love them mother-in-laws, right? <laughs> <laughs> she won't. She does not eat wild game. Like She loves meat. She'll eat steaks and stuff like that. I said, man, this is, I says, try some of this elk steak. I said, I think you'll like it. And she's like, no, absolutely not. She goes, I'll throw up. I said, why? I said, this is as clean as you get right Yeah. Here. I said, I'm the one who harvested this. I said, I cleaned it. I yeah. said, I packed it out. <clears throat> I know exactly where it's been. I know, I know, I have seen the land that it was eaten off of. I know how clean it is. Yeah. I said, you won't get any cleaner than this. She wouldn't do it.
1: They're not used to that. They're Uh used to the processed, yeah.
2: She was in town one time, and my wife's cooking dinner, just going about her normal deal. And I knew she was making this soup that had this spicy sausage in it that was elk sausage. And I'm like, I didn't say a peep. I'm just sitting there (laughs) going, I hope my wife does not tell her that this has elk in it. And so she serves dinner we're going to town, and she's just ranting and raving about how tasty this soup is. Oh, and awesome. I waited till she got about three-quarters of the way through it. And I said, so you do like that elk? And she goes, what? <laughs> uh, and I said, that's elk sausage. And she goes oh my gosh I said don't act like you're grossed out because I is I know you've enjoyed it you've told me five or six times yeah now. so <laughs> I, I like to say that I finally got my mother-in-law to, to eat wild game did she admit
1: it was good then after she said it is
2: good but I can't do it anymore now that I know <laughs> I was like oh my gosh so it was funny
1: the joke is always at my house is is uh, somebody asks what it is I just say it had parents <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so, yeah exactly <laughs> No, yeah. for sure. But you uh, just never know. I mean, when you go to the grocery store, you just no. you
1: don't know where it's You know, and I've, I've been. said for years, you know, and, and I I wish all we did have is American beef, American mm-hmm. lamb, and, you know, American meats. And so many times you hear of all they have to do is they can bring it in from any other country mm-hmm. and grain feed it for 90 days, whatever it is, and they consider it U.S. beef or whatever. Yeah. And you have no clue what it's been what's been shot into it. Yeah. It could have been eating a car in another country. You know, I mean yeah. you don't know what it's been eating. And at least here, you know, the local ranchers in the US yeah. and, you know it's getting fed good and,
2: and Well I'm I'm if I don't have deer or elk in my freezer then I usually style. try to either buy uh, you know, a half a steer or mm-hmm. something off of somebody I know mm-hmm. or, you know, help a 4-H kid out yeah. or something like that, yeah. you know. That that yeah. way you kind of know where it's what yes. it's And like them 4-H through.
1: animals and FFA animals, those things, they're fed nothing but the best. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. So, no, it's it's good. I am yeah. a meat eater. I love to eat meat. Yeah.
1: Your whole family does? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. I can
2: eat steak every day.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm kind of with you on yeah. that there.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. My wife, she's a chicken eater. Is she? Yeah. I said, You are what you eat, you know that
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Right on. Well, we appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy, man, and and uh I know we've talked about getting together, but you committed. I committed. And, <laughs> and we appreciate that very much. And, Big time. And, yeah. That was yeah. a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I it. Best I appreciate of luck with I know Silver Lang and your other venture is gonna do good and yeah. Um, so. Well, we got to get together and shoot some rock chucks again. Yeah, we do. We do. I yeah. know they're about ready to go in this year, but maybe next year f- yeah. we'll figure out some. Maybe. Are you really banned from the rock chuck derby? Uh, no. Okay, no, good. They just <laughs> we <me a laughs> should really try doing <laughs> that. They, they
2: give me a lot of crap. I'll just have to use a different round. Yeah. <laughs> so. What do you normally use? Oh, shoot. I was just shooting my 5.5.6. Five, oh. I was using some green tips that were. <laughs> Little explosive. They're blowing them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll so, have to get out there for sure. Yeah. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, no, that so, was that was a kick in the Maybe fans. we can
1: throw a bow hunt together I, sometime. You're down in Arizona. I mean, you're down there for yeah. usually till after January, right?
2: And tell you tell you what, I I'm probably gonna uh, buy a winter home down there this year. So oh. if I get some residency, maybe we can.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in a good area. I yeah. know some people. In fact, last year I was through. There's I some good bulls there. down there. Yeah. And there's yeah. some great um good javelina and mule they're running around there. Yeah. I know yeah. some people are and the dying. coyotes
2: are a little peaked. Are and, they? Oh, yeah. I think I could I think i could kill one with a throwing a rock. Really? Oh, they're not they're not big stout coyotes like you see up here, you know. Huh. Definitely not as big as some of them coyotes that people see every once in a while, them wolves.
1: Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so. For sure.
2: Yeah. Well yeah. so. cool.
1: We'll get Can together I- for sure, man. Perfect. Thanks okay. for having me on. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it very much. So thanks.
2: Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate your
1: time. Yeah. All right, for John.
0: Sure. We're done.
1: Yeah, we'll, uh, we got some giveaways we'll be talking about. And yeah. then um, see you in Antelope Camp.
0: Yes, sir. It's coming.
1: Okay. Talk to you later. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for guys. watching. Appreciate to subscribe and smash the like button. 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 <laughs> Peace.